0: you gotta spasm this beat bro but how J- just do it man i don't even know what to say just go off the top what yeah just just go off the top man you got it yeah, i, I kind of like that yeah i'll even do the ad-libs for you oh for real yeah all right then let's get it it's lit know what to say yo i'ma just go off the top okay i need no what to say okay i'ma go off the top hey i need
1: no what to say i'ma go off the top okay i need no i need i need no i need no hello and welcome back to the off the top podcast and as always everything is off the top i'm your co-host auk and with me is my good friend and ott partner namaya kumar Namai, how we feeling today man i know a lot of crazy things have been going on over this past week um but how you feel brother how you doing
2: i'm doing all right you know given this given the state of things it's been it's been a hell of a week you know um I, yeah we were uh we met earlier a, g- a couple of days ago and um both me and john were were talking about you know what what topics uh what releases and kind of the different things that we were going to go over this 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 podcast and you know after a certain point it became clear that we we're sitting here reviewing black art we are reviewing like without black artists there would be no content for us to review um they basically created the entire genre uh obviously like other races take part in it but all, anyone who's benefiting from rap who isn't black is a guest and um From that point, it really became clear that it would be disingenuous for us not to say uh, a little piece about what's going on right now around around the country. Um, Personally, I've uh, I've been going to 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 the protests out here in the Bay Area. Uh, It's been it's been a crazy sight, you know. Yeah, something that I haven't witnessed to this scale during my lifetime. Um, it's
1: it's definitely you know historic in a sense to see all these people in the streets fighting for what's right and fighting for what everyone should be believing in in this day and age and i know there's some people out there that don't necessarily think that you know people of color and minorities deserve this still and even in this day and age and i i just truly think that's the most wrong thing anyone could ever think of and you know we were, since we were talking about this uh, a couple of days back, it, it truly hurts me to see that you know all the videos that I've watched the past couple of days, and especially throughout this week, or some of them are horrific. I mean, from cops to rioters to pretty much everybody in, in between, I've never seen humanity turn on each other so quick. And just truly seeing how much hatred people can have for each other and it's it's toxic in a way and it, it definitely hurts you know the hip hop community it, it hurts people that are a part of it and i wouldn't be doing you know my part if i wasn't able to speak on the platform that we do have about this and you know i i truly will never know like what it's like to be in those situations or or feel those feelings of being misrepresented or or, or being treated differently and just for wanting you know equality for basic human rights it's like I don't understand why morality and like common sense don't play a part or a bigger part in how people should treat each other. I mean, I I feel like knowing that is what we learn as kids. You treat others how you want to be treated. And still in this day and age in 2020, it really shows how far society has come and it's truly sickening to feel and, and see cities be destroyed. People being brutally injured by both cops and rioters and pretty much everybody that, that wants to be a part of this. And yes, the process are peaceful and the message is loud and clear and, and people are mobilizing and organizing and, and, and making sure that their voices are heard. But within the crossfire of all this, you know, when you have a president that incites violence, you're going to get violence back. And, you know, a part of me thinks that all these riots and, and all this destruction is kind of granted just because of what, the state of our nation is just because of who's at the top. And, uh, you know, we've heard the saying before, everything kind of always stems from the top. Um, And this is kind of just a mirror image of what the country is facing. And it's just a, it's a way for us to find our way back to ourselves, if that makes any
2: sense. Totally. yeah. And I think it's, it's so crazy, you know, the, the, the culture that we consume The art that we consume, the clothes we wear. I'm wearing a KOD shirt right now. Um,
1: I love that shirt.
2: Everything. Like, you go to a party, girls are shaking their ass to YG, you know, um, like of all races. It's like non discriminatorily consuming this art. And then we get to a point where the people who are making this art, you know, the very, the very, um, the, the very demographic that we're all benefiting from them having so many talents and so much to bring to to our community and to communities all over the world. And people are afraid to say something.
1: Exactly. The one thing that, sorry, go ahead. If
2: you're, if you're the type of person who's speaking out about the damage that the protests are causing, which are intended to be peaceful. So if Mm -hmm. there are people creating this damage that you're so concerned about then they're not even part of the issue that you're arguing if you're part if you're one of those people who's making that a bigger deal than the fact that people can't even have basic human rights like the right to breathe then you're part of the problem exactly
1: Um, and there's some people that truly believe that's a bigger issue and that's kind of you know crazy to think about that even in this constant fight for social justice like the one thing that upsets me most that this isn't new, you know, like this has been around for so long. I mean, you can look back at the civil rights movement, you can look back at instances in Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, and you can even look into hip hop, you know, historians like Tupac and Nas and Kendrick Lamar and people that have, have constantly um, aired out the issues that the black community has faced for so long, but has nothing been done? Kind of not really. And it's sad to see that even at this point in time in society being, so far ahead of where we were 60 years ago, the same issues are still prevalent. And it just seems as though history repeats itself in the worst ways. And, you know, destroying property and, and assaulting police officers and civilians, and and, and that's, that's obviously all bad. I think we can all see that, you know, any sort of assault on innocent people or innocent cops, or you can just know in your heart that that's morally wrong to watch. Um, but, you know, in these occasions, most of these people that are affected by these attacks by both police officers and rioters are black people. And that just goes to show with everything else going on. I mean, you can even look at like the pandemic, like black communities are more affected because they have less, you know, they have they have less accessibility to health care. I mean, almost
2: you know, the, the yeah. probability of their small businesses succeeding is less the probability that they were already an essential worker is more right. yet. The probability that they lost their job is higher. Yeah. And like it's just so obvious. Like I, I don't understand how it's, it people get away with this kind of thing when it's so, when it's so obvious and it's so prevalent. So, right. uh, I've been showing as much support as I possibly can. Um, and, in no way to make the situation about me at all but it just just to show support for you know the art that I choose to consume and the the people that I choose to be around you know if you feel if you feel that anything that we're saying right now is unjust or isn't it doesn't align with your beliefs or anything like it's really just not worth listening anymore like Right. Got, I mean, we've if, got a we've got a small following as it is, but I would be willing to take a hit if it means.
1: I you know what? I'm hoping if if all of our fo- all of our 30 followers would you know not align with what we believe in, I, I feel as though that I'd be okay losing 30 people who don't listen to us just because if they don't believe in the right thing and they don't believe in in what social justice stands for for all people. I know, I know that's not and, the
2: case. I know that's not the case, yeah. but it just like to goes to show like people who have a platform don't care about your support if you're supporting them. like If you don't support them when they're talking about the things that really matter, you know, I've seen so many artists and uh, artists and, you know, the entertainers try to post about these things just to have people reply with, you know, why are you hurting your, your platform? Like, why are you hurting your, your sales, your album sales, ticket sales? Why are you hurting yourself by alienating? your audience. And it's like, if you don't believe in basic human rights, then you shouldn't be part of this audience in the first place.
1: Exactly. And everyone that's a part of this community should know to stand up for what's right because of this community. I feel as though as, as a white man to, to kind of, you know, be immersed in hip hop culture and, and and the black community and and be a part of something that, you know, generally and historically isn't what my, you know, uh, race is supposed to be a part of. But we're here in 2020, where people should be accepted for, you know, all things. And the fact that still, you know, minority groups are still treated differently than those who aren't. It's it's truly sad and upsetting. And and the destruction seen from, you know, the riots kind of just visualize that anger from protesters. And although the protesters aren't the ones doing it, it just kind of puts a name to a face in that sense to see how truly angry and upset and, you know, really see that the boiling point of this issue, this systemic oppressive issue has finally reached. And, you know, I I, I think, you know, a boiling point was needed for this. And, you know, maybe George Floyd was that boiling point, you know, maybe his murder is that pivot for change. And, you know, the event as well as George Floyd won't be forgotten because now it's a part of American history. It's a fabric of American history and his name, along with those who sadly suffered the same fate will live on forever just because of this movement that's going on right now. And, you know, to simply put it, it's kind of, you know, it has to get worse before it gets better. And by preaching positivity and love and, you know, not inciting violence or hatred, um, is where we as people are going to prevail in the end, and I, I feel as though together, as you know, white, black, a- every single person that's involved in this voice of of speaking up for for what's right and what's morally right for for society, those are the people that are going to be um, making it a better world for those to live in in the future. But although the world's going through a crazy time right now, I think I think this was needed for change to be truly awakened within the American mind.
2: Agreed. Yeah. I would never, like, in no way would I ever have anything positive to say about the events that have transpired. But, you know, if if it can bring us together as a community and it can bring us together against the system that allowed for something like this to happen, then
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, at least it wasn't for nothing. Um, right. That being said, you know, we are a music podcast. Um, I thought that A cool little segment that might be uh, that might be appropriate for for the time being would be if um, me and John could each share uh, an album right now that that really is resonating with us in 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 the context of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, John, would you like to share your pick? Absolutely.
1: Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Nas this past weekend. I've been listening to a lot of Illmatic. uh, In 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 general, Uh, I think Nas has a very uh, constructed voice, and his generational impact even today and even in his prime still resonate. Um, I know Joey Badass has been thrown around this weekend as well. All American Badass is one of those albums that people have really um, said that has aged nicely, um, and I think his message uh, within that, that gorgeous project right now uh, kind of just embodies what is going on right now systemically. And I don't know about about you and my, but I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick as well, just trying to you know, piece together some sort of understanding of of why this is happening once again, and and really trying to uh, educate myself with these issues, these systemic problems that that the Black community has faced for so long. And I just I just feel as though that within these within these albums, like I mentioned Nas and Tupac and Kendrick, you can always find some sort of solace in the fact that they know what needs to be done and they're speaking on that issue to raise awareness for those to keep continuing the fight. And I think that's positive in a way.
2: Totally. No, I think that Mm -hmm. like the way that I've always viewed hip hop is that it's really just a creative way for you, for you to get your message across, you know? Um, Exactly. A lot of the times we get lost in the fact that a vast, not, not, I don't want to say a vast majority, but a vast majority of very popular mainstream hip hop is central centric around a message about partying or Mm -hmm. the impoverished life, anything like that. But, um, we definitely need to bring it back to to the roots of hip hop. You know, I've been listening to some, uh, to NWA a little bit this, this week and uh, Mm -hmm. Joey Badass's project has, has definitely been on repeat for me, you know? Um, I I love Joey Badass's project, especially just because I feel like right now it's, it's, it's so palatable and it's, it just brings the message across so cleanly. Um, there's songs on that project that resonate sonically like temptation and, um, devastated where it's just very, like very pleasurable to listen to, but still giving you the same message. And then songs like, um, miss america and uh um, rockabye baby where these songs are kind of are really just pushing this message to you um and it's a more it's a more recent recent project that addresses these issues um which is crazy that you can see uh similarities between the subject matter of a project that came out in in the 90s exactly that came out in 2017
1: there's very little discrepancy or, or room for error with these type of projects, especially that speak on these cultural issues and these systemic issues that have plagued American society for over 400 years. And the fact that Joey is able to curate an album in in this time frame—I think the album came out in 2015—to um, connect. Uh, artists who have had the same message in the past, like Ice Cube and MWA and EZE and everyone, pretty much a part of uh, that cultural come up because 90s era hip hop was essentially the birth of hip hop, birth of modern hip hop. You have a little bit of the 80s, but the 90s is where most of your historic hip hop icons reside. And you know, with all of this, the message is clear, and it's it definitely music has helped uh, me cope through through the the gruesomeness of all this, I suppose. Um, but also the joy and the happiness that comes from this too, just because I seeing people believing and standing up for what they believe in. It's and it, like I said, it's not just, not just the black community. It's, it's all people allies with them and, and knowing that this is right. Um, we're actually going to put a relief fund link down uh, in our description. We're going to put it towards the Minneapolis relief fund. Um, if you guys would like to donate, uh, please feel free that the link will be in the description Um, I know I'll probably be uh, attending a a rally or protest in my hometown because they have been starting to pop up here and there, and I feel as though that I need to be a part of that as well. Um, If you guys are going to any of these protests, please be sure to be safe. Um, Most of the protests are peaceful, and like we talked about with the rioting, just make sure that you, rioting and the police, uh, please be sure that you have protective eyewear and please be sure to cover your face with any uh, any of the things that are going on, especially in bigger cities. Uh, so just our message from OTT, just please keep safe and protest safely. Um, and hopefully change is actually enacted this time around. So we're, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're like giving John. our
1: hearts out to those people.
2: Like John said, I think that it's honestly super, super beautiful to see just the people coming together, you know, in a sad way. I mean, it's it's terrible that it has to be over something like this. But, right. um, you know, unity is, unity is unity, and, you know, there's never anything bad to say about that. Um, I agree with you 100%. I,
1: I feel like unity is what's going to get us through here, and that's how we can only do it, is strategize. Like Killer Mike said, strategize, mobilize, organize, and that's yeah. how we're going to get through as people. That Killer and Mike I feel like that
2: killer we'll be Mike's speech was honestly... I couldn't I think, my eyes. I couldn't like stop myself from listening to it. Like I watched the whole thing three times.
1: Good. It was it was an eight minute clip of Killer Mike uh, at an Atlanta press conference, yeah. and I I felt so empowered and so happy to see that these issues are not only being tackled in a way where he's able to make an impact towards a community, um, but also in a sense of where he's speaking his mind so fluidly and so and so freely and without any regard for any anyone or any power that stands in front of him and I think that's very empowering in the sense that he says it like it is he's not gonna bullshit he didn't bullshit on national television and I commend Killer Mike for that and I think his voice along with the many others like we talked about like like Steven Jackson of, of many other figures that have kind of stepped forward this week Totally. Um, I, th- I think it's important that um, the community, the hip hop community, the black community and all of those in support of those fighting for their human rights uh, need to hear that speech. So if you haven't, please go listen to that speech. It's it's a f- fantastic watch.
2: Yeah, no, totally. And on the topic um, of on the topic of Killer Mike, RTJ4 coming to soon. One of the jewels. I, Four.
1: Oh, is it actually?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it's coming. oh I must have missed that. I mean,
1: oh, you know what? I did see Run the Jewels post something on Twitter this week.
2: About it even,
1: I so. saw I saw that actually now that you're saying that. I didn't know he was dropping a new album or they were dropping a new album rather. Yeah, no, I'm super excited what? for that. I've been a fan for a while now. after we record this, I'm gonna have to go hit up hip hop Twitter real quick and see if it's true.
2: We're That's probably true. To, we're gonna have to go over that project in depth absolutely. Speaking of that. projects, let's
1: actually go over some music switching gears here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start things out talking about a couple singles uh, that we liked over this week. Uh, Namai and I talked and we figured that the Blacks, ATL Freestyle, Amine's, Riri, and Juice and Trippy Reds, Tell Me You Love Me, are our top three singles of the weekend. So, Namai, what about that black single, ATL Freestyle? Uh, he actually posted on Twitter a message saying that he was going to be putting off music, but dropped it anyway, just for his fan base to see. Uh, his message was very loud and clear that the people need to stick together and that this is an issue that has systemically brought oppression to the black community. And if you haven't seen his tweet and his words, please go read it. I feel like he was one of the more powerful voices to speak up this weekend. Um, but regarding the single, how, how are you? what were your first lesson thoughts? How are your feelings with that?
2: Black really uh w- with this single he really kind of took it back to you know his roots and uh gave us gave us a little bit a little bit of R&B and a little bit of rap you know he
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's always just it always never ceases to amaze me like how how good he is at like me- melding the two styles you know uh almost in like the opposite if if JID is 75% rapper 25% singer Mm-hmm. Uh, Black is the opposite, but they're both like equally skilled at at both at both um, at both you know skill sets. So it's right. just, it's always a pleasurable listen. And he he brought he brought the bars on this one. He was doing exactly. Some storytelling.
1: Black has one of those voices uh, that when you hear it, you're kind of almost instantly captivated by it. Um, it it's not one of those so voices that you exactly it's so unique and it's so genuine so you can you can literally listen to him say you know the cat walked across the street and you're gonna be you know turning your computer your headphones up all the way like through he the snapped. ipod he snapped. he snapped he snapped um i i truly believe like actually i caught myself listening to free black last night and i was listening to all the bonus feature tracks with especially the one with t-pain and the lone ea ea6 um that one especially for me going back into the single like you said that trademark sound off of that album is pretty much resonant in this atl freestyle and it's a freestyle the fact that he's off the top uh quote unquote our podcast please follow us at off x the x top on twitter off the top obviously uh i had to i it's it's our fr- I, come on like it ha- it ha- it was right there
2: yeah no um, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> black's
1: cadence on this is gorgeous and i think the music kind of speaks for itself especially with the times that we're all living in this week if you have not mm-hmm. gone and listened to black single please do so um uh, final thoughts
2: no that's that's a solid track you know i give it a solid eight yeah. i think it's
1: an eight for me as well i think i'm not going to go anything under an eight i think eight and above for any black music from here on out uh is what,
2: of, justice, of justice features you know actually yeah I'll, also, these, I'll, send it, I'll send it to you, but... we said it, but
1: if you had to, if you had to get... I, I think if we were talking J.I.D. and Black, I'm going to go tied with LMA on J.I.D.'s album, God, DiCaprio
2: 2. That's too. a good song. That song, you could... I think that's... I'm talking about that. The fact that he can get on songs with J.I.D. and LMA, and then, like, perform just as well on a song with like, Nudie and Future mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me, because he's on East Atlanta Remix. Yep. It, 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 like, Flow is immaculate, destroys the song. And then he gets on Tide and does like a completely different skill set, but just as well.
1: He's literally the Swiss army knife that hip hop (laughs) never knew and needed until he came along, which is what I'm happy about. And speaking of another hip hop Swiss army knife, well, not really. uh, Amine is back with another single, his second single of 2020. Uh, His first one was Shimmy earlier this year, and this one is titled Riri after Rihanna. Um, this is a really fun beat from Amine. Uh, I I really enjoyed everything that I heard. His voice sounds fantastic. His bars are solid and clean. Uh, It was a very fun song. Um, It kind of just disproportionates everything else going on in the world. and makes you have a little bit of fun uh, to get out of that social media toxicity. um, If you're not going to be on it all the time, Uh, Amine dropped this song, I think at a perfect time for those trying to distract themselves from, from, you know, the violence and, and everything going on, that's bad about uh, these protests and the riots. Um, but I, I feel as though, I he, he did himself very well on this. I, I have no idea when this album's coming out, but from these last two, these last two singles that he's dropped in this past year, um, I'm going to have to give Riri the better angle on this one. Uh, have you listened to Eminet at all Namai? the mind?
2: Yeah, I, I was a, I, I was an early, early doubter. When it came to uh Caroline, Caroline, of course. I think it just got it just got overplayed to me. Well, he's, just, he's
1: one of those people that has like one of those songs that you oh know, God, dude. goes I, number one and is played just, constantly.
2: There's no way I'm gonna be a fan of this guy if every time I hear his voice, I'm just gonna think of this yeah. song. But honestly, yeah, but he's like, got bars. Then, he has bars. Then, he's come a long a long way. Anyway, exactly. Regardless of whether or not that song is 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 a proper representation of his skill set and you know what I I will never hate on anything about my girl Riri so no never
1: you you (laughs) can be anyone that
2: if anyone speaks ill intent about Rihanna I'm
1: going to figure out a way to hack your Twitter account and (laughs) put out a tweet and just post a picture of Rihanna and make you rethink and reevaluate everything you've said bad about her just because Um. how serious I am
2: me and my homies love RiRi, so... <laughs> doesn't. Are you kidding me? That's
1: that's so insane.
2: Nah, dude. I would, I next would, on the... Next on the docket, uh, we got... What do you think we uh, got, got here? That, that Juice uh, single, right?
0: How you Sadly,
2: the Juice single. You know what? This song um,
1: has been leaked for a very long time. Uh, I think this leaked back in February. Actually, probably long, a little bit longer than that. Maybe January or February in that time range. So it's been floating around on SoundCloud for a little bit, um, definitely for you know the better part of this year, and I, I think it's a nice follow-up if we're looking at just Juice's posthumous uh, releases, uh, his his real releases, not so much SoundCloud leaks, and I think it kind of just falls in line with the sound that they're trying to portray him, or tra- portray for him rather um, while he's not here. Um, it's definitely a good feature from Trippy Red. It's it's one of my uh, favorite uh, leaks that you know that have released from his. Righteous was also a leak that that dropped with it, um, and people are starting to wonder, oh, are these leaks going to be on the album? or any of the, is it, is this single going to be off the album? Personally, yeah. I don't know that. I haven't seen anything about Tell Me You Love Me being on any of Juice's album. But what we can tell you is that the entire album for uh, juice world's next we have no idea what's going to be called reportedly it was going to be called outsiders but in reality that's the album after this one so he's got two that's albums two confirmed albums coming on the way um the album won't be called outsiders it's actually a separate album uh, that's going to be coming out after this next one and there will be no leaks so no tell me you love me's, no righteous none of those songs that have been floating on SoundCloud for months is going to be all new songs and juice is pretty much known for doing this i mean he has i think over 600 leaks floating around on SoundCloud but he also has a hard drive of 3000 songs of, of of tracks that no one's ever heard before um so no matter what you've heard on SoundCloud you were going to get fresh new juice World music at some point really soon um but coming back to this single Namai, how did you feel about it
2: i like it no i i definitely i definitely enjoyed the the listen um it's got a little bit more of that upbeat um with the with the guitar you know obviously juice Mm -hmm. kind of sticking to his comfort zone in terms of the lyrics
1: exactly Um,
2: but uh the flow on the second verse is is a little bit less characteristic of a juice world song so really enjoyed that uh that switch up um Mm -hmm. i've been really refraining from from listening to any songs that are out from juice world that um, weren't like officially released. Um, yeah. So it's hard
1: not to, though. Like, it's really, it's really hard.
2: I, I, like, no judgment, but I, I've just been, I've been like kind of just sticking to uh drfl and and goodbye good yeah. uh, tell me
1: b- before we get off the the subject of tell me you love me and we kind of go into the albums in question uh leaked music to I, I know i kind of we, we've kind of talked about this in the past but what are your thoughts on listening to leaked music and you know music being leaked in general like how what are your thoughts on the artist um that's music is leaked how to kind of this affects the culture in general um, just what, what are your thoughts on that? Cause I've actually, well, we've only talked about this once and I kind of want to get your thoughts on the podcast. Yeah,
2: no, totally. Mm-hmm. For me personally, um, when it comes to leaks, I usually refrain from listening to them. I kind of get like a sense of excitement. I'm, I'm on, I'm like, I have been on leak forums and whatever, like leak this and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But I I, I prefer more like seeing seeing the collaborations and kind of just like oh man like I can't wait to to see if that comes out or how that would sound if it comes out um if something's confirmed to never be coming out then I'll probably listen to it because I'm like mm-hmm. at that point yeah, it's like, not coming out anyway either like, I listen to it or I don't you just um, it to the hard
1: drive at that point
2: <laughs> yeah exactly but when it comes to um for me, the reason especially like specifically with with juice that I've been uh holding back is is i'm i I don't want anything to be ruined about the album for me like I want that album to be fresh and like i that's the biggest thing for me, especially in the case of him being being gone you know uh what's wild to me is that um like the way that they're handling his posthumous releases uh is so much better than than they did with X, you know? Oh I, yeah, I mean, absolutely.
1: I, I feel like with X's music, it. exactly. I, I know exactly where you're gonna go with this and the fact that you brought <laughs> yeah. that up is perfect
2: <laughs> yeah, because
1: did. X's team pulled a quick clout grab on his music. Oh, I God. feel like they it rushed
2: disgusting. It was like it was sad to watch. And it really was. It's great that Juice's Juice's family like uh if if our viewers don't know uh, all the proceeds from righteous are going to a fund to help kids that were are going through drug addiction and um mm-hmm. the same same problems as juice world um It was insane to me when when x 's uh, latest posthumous album because they dropped skins and then they dropped uh bad, bad forever. vibes
1: forever mm-hmm. the
2: social media run they went on was just absolutely horrific and honestly like it made me
1: begging for a number one begging for it please, like please. stream this please like using his death to get a number one so they could all profit off it and I, all
2: the music is like half-assed and like yeah
1: it's non-finished it's it's pushed out way too quickly it's it's no. unorchestrated in a way where you kind of just tarnish his image and exactly. separating an artist from the person like x it's really hard to do at times but also it's easy at the same time when you look at what kind of music X is made and what he's done for hip-hop in a sense of proving how versatile he can really be and showcasing that you know there are spurts of him showcasing that on Bad Vibes Forever and also on Skins uh Skins he had that screamo song with Kanye I thought that was a really great hit um but at the same time when you go into Bad Vibes Forever you can really listen to how unfinished these tracks are and even on Question Mark Deluxe they even have just voice memos of him in the studio just kind of messing around trying to figure yeah. things out
2: i love and, hearing those those raw vocals from from x just because yeah his voice naturally was just so good and yeah it's really nice to see those moments but when you try to put those moments together on an album and you're you're overpopulating it with producers and rappers who hadn't who didn't even know him who didn't even know how to pronounce his name and yeah. you're just getting all these people to like to show it on their Instagram, on their Twitter, on this, that, and you're saying, Yo, please buy merch, please listen to the album. It's what X would have wanted. Get it to but number you know one. Know in your heart X wouldn't have like told I, us to leave it.
1: <laughs> he would he, he would have been like, if you don't fuck with my music, don't listen to it. Exactly. If you don't if you don't like my likeness, don't listen to my music. I, I feel like the person who he was uh, wasn't portrayed well by his team, especially after when they kept dropping posthumous releases. But going back to Juice World, they're not going to do that to him. I think his team is still grieving from that death. And that's why we've seen two songs pop up in the last month, especially, you know, four or five months afterwards. And with all this going on right now in the world, Ali's been really vocal on how, you know, the police didn't even help Juice in his time of need and his time of desperation, Um, you know, striving to stay alive in that airport in Chicago. And... If you go look up Ali Lotti on Twitter, and even DJ Scheme's been really vocal about it too. One of Juice's DJs, longtime friends as well. Um, yeah. And they've I been can, super, yeah. So. Exactly. You know, he's been I, it, I think it's such a crazy um, thing to think about when looking at posthumous releases. And that kind of coincides with you know Pop Smoke's upcoming release. We really don't know what to expect with his and how he's going to be portrayed by his team. and And hopefully it's in a light where he can be remembered for his artistry. And and what he truly stood for, and what issues he brought up in his music, and 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 the, and the messages that he he spoke on within his within his music. So I'm excited to see what that is uh, coming yeah. up for Pop Smoke, but along with Juice World's album, um, this song "Tell Me You Love Me." Um, since I've heard it so many times, I already know it's an eight. I think Trippy's hook on it is really good. Juice, like you said, doesn't really stray from his comfort zone. Um, but that's kind of the sad part about this: is his music won't really evolve. Uh, we won't really get to see Juice WRLD grow up to become a 30-year-old rapper, or see how his music evolves as 40, and we won't really get to see a true evolution. Like, you never know. He could have became a sort of Mac Miller character. He could have really fully dove into Pop-Pop if back he back wanted to. to the <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you never know how someone's going to end up that way. You know that. And this is kind of just the juice world that we'll know and love for, you know, however long we're listening to them. And, you know, 3000 songs on a hard drive that we haven't heard of. I, I told you this the other day, we're probably going to be listening to them until we're like 40, 45, just yeah, because of how yeah. much music. Hey, he's you know got what, in the
2: not <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Neither am I yeah, shifting
1: either. gears. Let's, uh, you know what? I'll let you have this one to my Alfredo alchemist and Freddie Gibbs. uh, the masterpiece that hip hop Twitter is raving about, um, is not a masterpiece in my mind. I think it's really good but what are your thoughts on it
2: for me for me it's just it's definitely like between a nine and a ten you know Mm -hmm. when it comes to gives he's like so consistent that like it becomes really hard to rank his projects because they're all so damn good you know i think that definitely there's a little bit of like that shock value that it's a surprise release and it just came out, so everyone's like really hype on it. He got that Ross feature, the Tyler. Everyone's super hyped that he got Tyler on the on the album, which
1: is exactly. a great verse. Tyler's features run unreal, by the way, at this moment in time. His feature yeah, runs no, been he's crazy. Been doing,
2: he's been doing everything recently. Everything right. It's not even just
1: everything. He's doing everything right. And 95% of his features in that is are it's rapping. He's not singing. He's yeah. not producing. He's rapping rapping. Like actually rapping.
2: I have to say, um, when it comes to when it comes to this specific project alchemist really did his thing on the production that all these these beats are super super easy to listen to exactly it's nice on the ears you know i was sitting out in my front lawn yesterday just like hanging out with my friend like we just were listening to it it just felt like the best summer album like just to hang out and relax um and obviously Freddie, you know always delivering um and i think that uh, it's weird to see how divided Hip Hop Twitter is about it, uh, but... It's so... Uh, I know I, we
1: can definitely speak on Hip Hop Twitter for the longest time since we are contributors to Hip Hop Twitter. We aren't one of the, the craziest followed contributors, but we do partake in some Hip Hop discussion on Twitter. Um, from what I've seen, I feel like people... I've listened to this album enough to kind of understand why it's un, it's getting the hype... It rightfully deserves. I, I feel as though, like you said, the surprise with this. And Alchemist is such a revered producer. I mean, he's been on Conway's album. Uh, he actually produced Kanye's or Conway's album. I, I said that twice. Kanye and Conway. It's gonna be hard to continue to say that. <laughs> Should I Conway? Conway the Machine. So so C T. It's not. It's not worth it. I'll just. I'll just try. I'll just try. I'll just tell me to be better. Can you just tell me to be better?
2: Be better, John. Come on, for the listeners' sake. If not for mine.
1: That really hurt my feelings. Anyway, Conway Alchemist is probably going to be revered as one of the producer. Actually, is the producer of the year in my mind. Uh, like you said, this production okay. is so seamless and so seamless and so digestible and easily one of my favorite projects in production wise. Um, I, I feel like this album is credited to what Alchemist has done on every single one of these beats. Um, the continuous the sultry guitars, um, the the Piano. easiness. The piano, the keyboards and, and the nice, soft Rhodes keyboard that we have on most of these songs, the grand piano, skates of Rick Ross, the Gold Roses type vibe. It's it's definitely a lot to think about. And it has that Scarface vibe that we love about coke rap. And speaking on coke rap, the coke rap phase that I feel Westside Gunn and Conway, didn't say Kanye that time, thank God, Conway and Freddie Gibbs have all sort of pioneered and even with Benny the Butcher as well you can kind of look at this new echelon of top tier rappers that have come into the game. It's not just pop rap anymore. It's not just, you know, historic hip hop. It's not classic hip hop. It's, it's this new breed of rappers that have been doing it for a long time, but have ushered in a new genre in a sense. And going back to the album, Alfredo in my mind is definitely somewhere in between a nine and a 9.5. I don't necessarily think it's a 10. Um, I think it necessarily, it does definitely deserves the hype around it. Uh, but if you really get into the track list, I don't necessarily think it's a masterpiece, but it is a incredible album nonetheless.
2: Totally. And uh, yeah, I think that for me, where I think that it doesn't really like register all the way as a 10 um, is just like very slight, like very slight repetitiveness with the beats with Alchemist. And maybe we're
1: getting beats.
2: picky. We obviously we we have to though. Like we have to be. When you have when you have a discography that's littered with Madlib beats and like uh, an artist who can flow over Madlib beats, Alchemist beats, Kenny beats, you know, uh, all, all these different producers, you know, and his sound is always seamless. So it you have to be super nitpicky. But I think that where the project fell like ever so slightly short, you know, a fraction of a point short is that repetitiveness uh, exactly. The, the feature the Freddie Gibbs like outperformed the features, in my opinion, by far. Mm-hmm. Um, I the Tyler I feature was really good, yeah. but I think that I enjoyed Freddie on that out on that track way more. And the Ro- Rose feature fit perfectly. Um, they didn't take they anything away from the track, other. but they didn't exactly add in as much as I would have hoped having a Rick Ross and a Tyler feature would have helped, yeah. and, and uh, um. Shoot, was it Conway or Benny who's featured on the...
1: Both of them are. Yeah. Um, um, my thoughts on that, at least, with the features-wise, um, the fact that Benny, Conway, Tyler, and Rick Ross are all on this album, I can't think of another better features to put on this album to compliment someone like Freddie Gibbs. And especially, we just talked about Tyler's feature run. And it goes to show that Tyler can hang in there with pretty much anybody anyone at this point in time, I feel as though Tyler's revered as, as one of the goats because of how versatile and how great he is in every single genre and everything that he touches on both inside of the booth and outside of the booth. Um, But when you look at these features, I think Rick Ross is the one that's going to shine out to me the most. I feel like his, his lyrics were spot on. Uh, he did shout out Kobe Bryant, and we just talked about this too. He's wondering if great. he's going to be the next to see CGG and kind of attributing to what's going on in the world right now at the same time. It, it couldn't have been more perfect of a thing to say.
2: Um, I, think I, think I think he, he takes it for me. And, uh, yeah, even Gibbs has a, a bar about George Floyd and, uh, like, mm-hmm. the whole verse on Scotty Beam. Is talking about his experience with police officers, um, but on the topic of Tyler features, he did have another feature this week on our boy Lil Boat, Lil Boat's album, Lil Three. Perfect
1: segue. Perfect segue. By the way, yeah, that was awesome. That was
2: seamless. I, I the, I, I the segue
1: it. game, the segue game has layered. You, you were here pretty top, and now, now we're above the screen.
2: I just want you to know that. Freddie I just want Gibson you to know that. Segways.
1: Freddie Gibbs made you understand what it's like to know how to segue correctly. <laughs> and me too. That's just kind of how it works. But going into Low Boat 3, 19 Yachty songs. Whew. Too much. That's definitely way too much for Louis I definitely, I mean, just kind of looking at the album, we, we can, can kind of talk about this. It's Big Boat now, not Low Boat. 19 yeah. songs, that's a Big Boat. <laughs> um, I felt like you could have lived without four or five songs on this album. I don't think Ranger over Sports Truck belongs on this album with that low-keyed feature. That to me was a pile of hot garbage, to put it lightly. Yeah. I just don't think that's Maybe, not
2: To me. I kinda look when I go onto a Yachty project, and like this really speaks to kind of how I uh how I perceive like album listening in general is when it's an artist who I know can stand on a track on their own consistently, I'll go like track by track, you know, I'm listening to it from track one to to the end. And then Mm -hmm. I'm hitting, I'm going back to the tracks that were stand out to me when it comes to Lil Yachty, you know, uh, for me, he definitely, a lot of the time uh, like needs a feature uh, to help him kind of carry a song. Um, I think there were a couple of tracks on there that he held his own on the lead single uh, was really enjoyable to me. Uh, split slash whole time.
1: Yeah, I and think then, that's probably one of his best songs off this album, along with TD with ASAP and Tyler and Act oh ASAP Rocky. That's Hopefully, Hopefully I don't, I don't get attacked by calling him ASAP here because I saw people like, oh, if you say ASAP, it's not the whole mob. Like, I mean, you know who it, you, you know who it is. You know, like, you know, know who it, like the whole TD and mob Split. Okay. Yeah, come on, guys. Figure it out, will ya? Please. That's all we ask for, is just listen to Lil Yadi. But if you're gonna go into this Lil Yadi album, you just have to know that Split Whole Time and TDR, those top one and two tracks. Um, but for me, I did pull out nine nine saves from this 19-track album, and most of them are with just Yadi on his own. Um, I feel like Yadi has one of those distinct voices, um, and I know I talk about this all the time. I'm just, I'm such a big... Person for unique voice. I like very unique sound, and it's not how Lo Yadi's autotune. It's not what he speaks on. It's it's not what his lyrics are. It's just kind of how his voice is. And with me personally, when I listen to new artists, and when I discovered Lo Yadi, he was very melodic. He was very upbeat, very happy, something, Summer summertime shine from the sun it's It's definitely a lot to take in, and he hits you with warm rays of sunshine and very melodic cadences and very no, like rap, rap music.
2: I love the term bubblegum rap when it comes to exactly
1: that.
2: I think that's a and, perfect
1: way to 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 put it um exactly, and that's why a lot of people like him too but on more recently ever since he signed to quality control, he's really fed into that a t l Atlanta trap sound, and you know most of the time. It's, it's kind of like half and half to see if it really does work out for him in a sense. Um, I did save Black Jesus, can't go, don't forget. Uh, pardon me with Future. Uh, I thought that Future feature was pretty strong. Future's been on a little bit of a nice run lately. And just getting one more uh, from an Atlanta rap theme uh, like Yachty, I think is great for him. Uh, and also for Yachty. Uh, Love Jones from Down Bad and Lemonhead are my saves from Lowboat Boat 3. Um, that's about, what, 47%. Good, fifty three
2: percent bad. Not bad. So I'm for just gonna for it, not, 19 tracks. You know, that's
1: that's pretty much all you can expect really from him. To be honest, I'm gonna give it a solid five point five six, because um, these songs that I did listen to, they were pretty enjoyable. But like we kind of said, Yachty's lyrical content doesn't really match up to anything, you know, more palpable um than just kind of what you usually hear from Atlanta trap music. Um, yeah. But it's enjoyable. Yachty's music isn't really here to educate anybody You're really here to kind of spread a message. It's really here for you to be on Ox at a party with your friends and kind of show them what Yachty can do on a track like this and just have fun. Um, But he shines sporadically. Uh, That summertime bubblegum rapper that he is, he does shine, but not as bright as you'd expect him
2: to. That's all we can ask from Yadi, honestly, at this point. Yeah. You know, I just think
1: it's Yachty, more so he's had like a
2: decently successful career. And like he said in like a million interviews, you know, he he isn't in this for the long run. Uh, and I think that oh, yeah. if, if, if I was wasn't in it for the long run and I had Yachty's sound, this is probably exactly how I would do it. So
1: if I had Yadi's voice, just imagine yeah, having his voice. Hustle. Like you ever you ever hear him talk? Like you ever, you yeah. ever hear him like in a conversation, like
2: just and, a, just, you just know, like, I feel like if I was walking on the street and I heard him talking, I could like, yeah. Get out of a crowd.
1: I feel like, I feel like exactly like exactly what your point is. Like when you hear artists that have, and like I said, this is such a huge thing for me in music. I love people with unique voices and yadi's one of those people that I kind of gravitate to because he has a unique voice. Yes. They auto tune the shit out of him sometimes, but at the end of the day, his voice is still unique in my eyes. And that's kind of how I was introduced to him. But if you ever have heard like Rick Ross talk or Lil Yachty talk or Drake talk, they have such distinct voices. And even Black, too, like we just mentioned. He has one Rocky, of those voices man. that I, I like exactly. That Rocky has a pretty good uh, Rocky as well. I, I just I just feel like artists that have a really unique tone to them shine above the rest. Um, Yachty, he does have that voice but his talent really doesn't back up for him because he was really bad at rapping for a really long time. If you yeah. go back to summer songs and you go back, back to low boat, he's just, it's, it's, it's not the best. Um, but he's come a long way. QC has really tightened him up to be a Atlanta, Atlanta trap. Uh, god, if you will, a part of that QC label with the um, But yeah, I think Yachty's record was very, 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 very average. Uh, if I could say it any better, 5.5 5 to 6. High, very, very reaching for a six, I would say, but somewhere in that five to five point five range I'd put it.
2: Fair, yeah. I think I would I would probably be in that same boat if you will. No
1: oh <laughs> low boat. <laughs> <laughs> Lobel playlist. Speaking of speaking of boats that we're trying to jump on, uh, reoccurring segment rotational roundup. And my and I are going to be going over what we've been listening to as of late over the weekend. Obviously, Alfredo and LB three were in my rotation, um, but in my listenings of Alfredo, I have started to put together a Coke Rap playlist, which has been my only source of music for the past week and a half, just because it's so good. <laughs>
2: yeah put it in a sense it's so i was re-listening to to freddie freddie's older projects and then all of a sudden my twitter gets barraged by announcements of a surprise album so i've been in the same boat of like that luxury that luxury sound you know really i feel like was popularized by uh by mmg uh like uh, like in more recent years um like the 2010s i think mmg really uh came came together for that, uh between Meek and uh and Ross. And then even like even with with Meek's whole like album with, with Jay Z and everything, like I think that like um he's done a really good job of infiltrating that that specific subgenre as well.
1: Right. Um, And we just talked about this a little bit ago, too, about West Side Gun kind of putting that in the limelight again. And you can look at producers like Alchemist and Madlib that have kind of pioneered this sound for those rappers. Um, But putting it on a stage of where the biggest coke rappers in the game right now, i.e. Kanye, or my god, I said it again, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, and West Side Gun, and Griselda, all of them together, and both of them are brothers, Conway and, and Westside, you can kind of really see that the impact of these artists that have on this genre at this moment in time. And the fact that Westside has six albums, and I know I, know I said this, he dropped six albums in 2019. Six, six. Not, not one, six. And they're all 15 plus tracks.
2: Crazy, wild work ethic. It's probably all the coke. <laughs> he's only he's only he's only rapping about it <laughs> well I think we're uh we're running up to the to the fifth <laughs> mark here um, you got any I mean, like-
1: <laughs> I mean i I just just kind of advise our viewers if you're gonna do Coke do it listening to West Side gun. <laughs> please do be sure to follow that. us on twitter we're at off this. yeah listen to the mind real quick please we're not, do we're
2: not, not condoning that. the use of any, not illicit, not substance any, any it. illicit substances
1: uh please follow us on twitter at off x the top x and on soundcloud at off the top podcast uh please be sure to speak up uh for those in the black lives Matter uh protesting the movement uh we and our hearts at ott go out to all those protesting for their human rights and our human rights as citizens uh please Stay safe with these protests and we will see you guys next week.
0: Can't express, I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box of bird, and then turn down the nest. I'm a champion. Try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night, and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music cause my music slap. Give me some money, I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. Twenty-four-seven, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me cause I look like a snack. Send me a nude, I will not send one back. i am a flirt, baby girl. Please do not get attached. I don't got time for love. I just want me a stack. on my combos be dry because they're